All right, welcome to another episode of Dad Can We Talk. I'm your host, Anthony Ray, and this is episode 34. Episode 34, man. So, man, it feels so good. Uh, we're coming up on a new year, and in February will be my year anniversary for the podcast, man. So, you know, it's been almost a year. We've been pushing. Um, I've had many different dads on the podcast, man. So many different people with different stories. Um, and it's all been centered all around fatherhood, man. So, like I said, when I first started this, I wanted to, to show people that there's so many great dads out here, man. So many dads out here handling their business. And especially so many black dads. I've had, I think, three white dads join the podcast, man. And um, some good brothers, man. But I definitely wanted to make sure that people understand that the narrative around black fatherhood is not what it seems to be in the media. You know, the media has put this, this, you know, stigma on black fatherhood and make it seem like black dads are these uninvolved, um, you know, intentionally bad guys, you know, and it, it, a lot of times it's not like that. And that's what dad can we talk has been about. So, you know, I, I, I'm just really proud that I'm almost to a year uh, with the podcast. So it feels good, man. But without further ado, man, I want to uh, introduce my guest for today. Uh, Mr. Quills Lawrence, man, this is a dad. He's coming, coming. Uh, he's joining the podcast all the way from South Carolina, man. So, um, I just I, I met this guy a couple years ago. Our first time really just really talking was a couple weeks ago, man. And I'm just like really interested to hear his story. And you know, I want to let y'all hear his story and really just be able to see what comes out of this, man. So, I'm I'm definitely excited. Uh, but y'all, welcome to the show, Quills Lawrence. What up, bro? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me, brother Shy. Thank you for having me. Yes, sir, man. So, oh, dad, can we talk? My tradition here is I like to go back, go way back, man. I want to know what it, what it, what was your relationship like with your own dad? I want to know your story. Okay. Um, my relationship with my father, uh, it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird. Um, you know, most people tell you, they'd be like, man, you, your dad used to be doing this for you and that for you. Like when you like at that age where you don't remember much. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of pictures I see with us around each other a lot. But, um, my dad got married when I was about six or seven. So that's when I really started realizing things a little bit more and the one thing that I knew is that um I had to kind of share my father you know so like and um I experienced living with my grandmother first then living with my mother but I always kind of wanted to see how it was with my father because I think that's the only person I never really had any uh solitude time with so like um I love my stepbrother to death his wife uh me and my stepbrother are the same age so we known each other since that age and grew up with each other elementary, middle school, high school. But uh yeah, my me and my father relationship, it was just it was just different. Like I knew who he was, 
like I went to this crib and stuff like that, but it just it's just like that alone time. Like that's that's the thing that was missing probably. Like I ain't get too much time to kick it with my pops with just me and my pops. And I think yeah. that's important, mm-hmm. you know. So but we uh we cool now. We cool now. I think um our relationship started getting better as I became a father because I started yeah. understanding yeah. that, you know, everything ain't peaches and cream, everything, you know, it don't work out the way how you always wanted to. And sometimes you'd be happy. You'd be like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm actually happy. Y'all didn't do it. Cause my mom's and my dad is different, very yeah. different. So I'm actually cool on that. But, um, but yeah, yeah, you know, ain't, ain't no hard feelings, you know, living, you learn, man. He's still, he's still here. So, you know, yeah. Yeah, man. Hey, that and and see, and that's an important thing that I always like to try to point out. You know, sometimes the relationship with, especially us, you know, a lot of us didn't grow up with our dads. You know, for whatever reason, you know, all types of reasons. But the one thing that always encourages me is to know that, you know, even though it starts out kind of bad, so you know, bad, whatever you want, if you want to call it that, you know. But as we get older. And we become men and we become fathers. It's like, man, you know, it's like you, you just really realize, like you said, you know, like, man, shoot, everything ain't always, you know, when you a kid, you really don't know. You just, all you know is, dang, I wish I could spend more time with my dad. But as you get older, right. like, man, shoot, hey, maybe bro did try. You know, I mean, he right. only could do what he could do, you know? Right, and um, to, to actually elaborate on that a little bit, um, my dad actually wanted to uh, keep me in custody. These are yeah. things I found out later on in life. Like, uh, but my mom, she wasn't, she wasn't going for it. Yeah. And especially because, <laughs> um, because he was getting married and all that, she she wasn't really feeling that. So, um, yeah, like I said, things, circumstances, man. Mm-hmm. That's the, you know, when you're dealing with two people, is 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 a lot more. Than what people realize, I feel like two people could have more issues than a hundred people. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like it's just two individuals, man. And it's like, especially when you got two strong individuals, it's like don't nobody want to give, you know. And they and they were young, you know what I'm saying? Like my mom, like she was, I think, just starting college, and my dad was like probably like midway through or something like that. Yeah. So. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, like I said, I, I get it. I get it a little bit more now. Yeah, and, and, and yeah, that sounds difficult. I mean, young college is, man, that's a lot. That's a lot to have on your plate. Right, you know, right, so, right. Definitely, yeah. definitely. For sure. So, as you as you grew, and um, you started to realize, like you as you realized you had like that relationship that you had with your dad. How did how does that now affect you today in the way that you raise your own child? Um that's a good question. I think I kind of have a, like a guideline of do's and don'ts. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like I like just from experience, like I know that time is like real valuable, you know what I'm saying? Like so I try to I try to spend more time than money. You know what I'm saying? Right. You're going to spend money regardless, right. but 
Like they they appreciate that time more than anything. And then like I said, that was the, the key thing. I wish we had more of so like stuff like that. But also I listened to him like when he like, cause like when I when she was first born, like I got a daughter. So when when Lyric was first born, man, <laughs> like he was kind of my go-to guy for a little bit with certain stuff because it was just like stressful. Like it was just getting real stressful at times. And like, cause me, me and, and my child's mom, we're not together. We co-parent, but man, it was just, it was hard in the first couple of years, man. So like, he just kind of like, he, he he kept me at ease with certain stuff. He'd be like, oh yeah, well that's normal. And, you know what I'm saying? Don't worry about this and that or, you know, so. Like I said, he 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 definitely came through with the advice, you know. Once I once I had mine, so um. But other than that, I was just just trying to be the best I can, you know. Yeah. Just trying to just trying. Cause like I said, like I didn't know what to do, but luckily, like I had my daughter at 26, so I knew a little bit more about life, you know, so per se. So I wasn't like just clueless. It was just like a whole new experience, and I was just trying to make sure I did a good job, you know. So yeah, that's real. But yeah, that's real. yeah, that's real. What do you think about this? Um, you said something in while you was talking. What do you think about? Um, for you, would you rather uh, quality time or quantity time? You know, that I think a lot of people. Um, don't understand there's a difference between, you know, spending that quality time. So so in your in your parenting, you know, what would you um what do you like the most, you know, that quality time or quantity time? I would um I would definitely say quality time. And I yeah. say that because um I'm a father. I don't have that much time to give like <laughs> like like trust me like at one one point in time it's it, at some point in time it's it's gonna be a point where i can have a lot of time to kick with my kids but by that time they'll be grown you yeah. know so so it's uh it, it's tough with the with the quantity like i think every dad probably wants to spend more time than they actually do yeah. but you know you got to make it happen so but when we when we get together, you know, she already know what time it is. Like my daughter, she knows she's gonna have a good time and stuff like that. So yeah. and, and how old is she? She's five. She'll be wow. six next month. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you coming six. up on on six years of fatherhood. And those yeah. six years, man, what has been the most challenging part in the last six years? The most challenging? Yeah. With the child, yeah. As far as fatherhood goes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, for me, I say the co-parenting was yeah. probably the toughest because me, me and her mom are very different. <laughs> uh, we we make it happen for the most part, but we're very different. I'm not gonna slander her. Um, but uh, I think that was probably the most difficult, just trying to stay on the same accord, just doing what's best for her. You know, mm-hmm. my daughter, she's actually a great kid. Like, she gives me no problems. Like, sometimes she got, like, you know, a little smart mouth and stuff like that. But that's that's to be expected. But um, she does real good in school. I think we were just, just always on her, like, as far as, like, academic stuff. Like, always just trying to make sure it just wasn't too much toy time. Like, a little bit of um, fundam- 
fundamental learning and stuff too. But um, yeah, yeah, definitely just staying on the same accord, same same page as parents. Yeah. So you know, cause like like I said, like the kid, I don't think the kid can cause too much problem. Yeah. But it's just mm-hmm. like you know, the back and forth a little bit sometimes. It used to it used to get a little hectic, but now. You know, we've grown a little bit more. We we both in our thirties now, so you yeah, know. yeah. And see, and that's why I always say I respect you know guys like you, you know, because I always look at my situation like it's like the quote unquote perfect situation. You know, I got married, then I had kids. You know, and it's like, and I'm still with my wife. You know, and it's like. Mm-hmm so many issues and problems that I hear a lot of other guys talk about when it comes right. to motherhood. I'm just like, man, I don't even know. I don't even know <laughs> what that even would be like, bro. Like, and I just couldn't even imagine, imagine it. Um, honestly, you know, like not for one, I couldn't even imagine, bro, not being in the same house with my children. I don't know what that even fit, bro. Like, and that's why I just say I, I I take my hat off to men like you because I'm like, hey, you know, that's like a whole other level of parenthood, you know? Yeah. You know, yeah. and then having to deal with, you know, the parent and all of that. It's like me, shoot, mm. my wife in the bed, you know, right mm. in the next room. Right. You know, mm. so for me, it's like I it's so many things that I wouldn't I can't even begin to fathom, you know, like I I don't I don't understand it at all, you know, because I never had to go through that. And I'm, you know, and I'm thankful, you know, but I love hearing people's story like yours because it's like, dang, you know, so many other brothers out here that's, you know, so strong and continue to stand and push forward because, you know, I have seen men that have gotten those situations and folded, bro. Right. Literally folded in those situations and went off the deep end because of those situations so when i see a a father that's you know in that in those situations like that and continuing to stand in the paint man i'm always like bro my hands my hat goes off to you bro because i i can i can't even imagine it bro i appreciate it um i think like just to, to go back to your question too um like i think like one of the biggest like transitions to like as far as her um, it's just far as like, you know, with her speaking and her talking and just her asking more questions about certain stuff, because, um, I've been with my girlfriend probably about as long as she's been born. Um, so, you know, just kind of explaining that, like, you know, like she's not your mom, but you need to respect her. You know what I mean? Like, does that be the thing? Like me and my stepmom, we didn't have the best relationship either. But um, it didn't have to be like that. So it's like certain stuff I took from that situation too. You know, we're better now as well, but <clears throat> at one point we wasn't. So, you know, I just try to make it like, you know, just explain it to her like in a real way. Because I think like, and when we was growing up, our parents just tried to like, not tell us certain stuff because they felt like they was doing a justice to us. And really it's not. If you, if you get them accustomed to certain stuff early, you know, you won't have to worry about it later down the line because they know that this is what it is like for sure you know so um that was a big thing and uh you know just um questions man kids have a lot of questions kids have a lot of questions Um, you know 
my family, uh, we have a big family and like a lot of, uh, in between the time that she's been living, like it's been a lot of deaths in our family. So just like, she kind of like started figuring out that was this year when uh, we lost our uncles and just yeah. like trying to explain yeah. it to her. But see, the thing with that is kids now, they have friends. Yeah, and some of these yeah. friends are a little bit more advanced. Some, you know, that's when you start seeing like how you can. I hate to say it like this, but I hope nobody takes this out of context. But you could kind of <laughs> almost judge the household by the kids sometimes. All right. By what? Right. Yeah, by what certain kids say at their mouth. Like you could like, who taught you that? You know what I'm saying? Because no. we ain't even on that level yet. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, oh man, so. So that so that'd be the thing, just influence and um, like I said, just just keeping it real with them, you know. Still breaking it down, lamest turn, keeping them, you know, in the child's place, but not uh fabricating stuff, you know. Yeah, cause see, like you said, she's five. I know when my oldest was five, bro. Listen to me, what that girl they're asking, like you say, questions. <laughs> Man, boy, she asking all types of stuff, and you know, for us, it was. I think when she was five, this is uh, probably about almost three years ago. So, yeah, she was in between like four and five. Uh, at this time, you know, we had went through the little period where, you know, we were like homeless. And my right. wife and my two youngest kids were up in Chicago. And I was here in Gainesville with my oldest daughter at the time. Mm. Yeah, she was like four. She was going to be turning five that next year. And, right. bruh, the questions that girl used to ask me, like, you know, and she used to lay down a lot of me at times. You know, she'd be like, you know, well, daddy, you know, I ain't seen mommy in a little, you know. When is mommy coming home? And why is mommy gone? Right. You know, and she want to know. And she like, well, daddy, I think it's wrong, you know, for for families to not be together. You know, and I'm just kind of like, man, I ain't really trying to hear this right. You know, we just yeah. driving down the street. And she like, in the backseat preaching. I'm like, man, listen, man. <laughs> Talk about that right now, man. You know, so Kids it's like, hit your, your spots, boy. <laughs> yeah, boy. So get hey, you. trust me, I understand. When it comes to those questions, man, they will and they don't hold any punches. You know, they ain't got no filter with it. They just ask it. Nah, they say what's the uh the most honest people is kids, <laughs> alcoholics, and elders. All right. For real. Yeah, man. They just they just let it fly out, man. Yeah. There's plenty of times I done had to put my hand over my daughter's mouth just for <laughs> out in the public. It's like, oh man, can't just say everything. You yeah. like that? That's real. So, yeah. when you first found out you were about to have a child, man, how was that? Like, what was that experience like? What's, what was what were your thoughts? I want to know about that. I actually laughed when I first heard about <laughs> it. Like, it was kind of funny to me. I was like, man. But it was um, <laughs> it was just at a different kind of time in my life because like twenties, like I'm I'm reaching my mid twenties, so I've I've done a few things. Um, done finished with the military, was back home, but um, at that point I was just I was kind of outside. I was in the streets a little bit. So with that, that kind of made me just want to just kind of shut everything down for or just prepare. Like I was just trying to prepare myself as much as possible. It felt like every month, it felt like my heart was just sinking deep in my stomach. Just was like, I wasn't nervous. I was just like, it's just 
it was just crazy. Like I just I felt like I was like, all right, is this gonna happen for real? And I was like, yeah, man. So, but um, I was just trying to get my mind right. But it was, to be honest with you, man. Like the time when it happened, it just seemed like so much things were just going left, bro. Like I was like, man, I shouldn't be coming into fatherhood like this because yeah, me and her mom. It's like our our relationship started uh falling apart. Um, tried to move to make a better situation that didn't work out too well had to come back home just kind of had to kick it at the people at my people's house i was like man i was like man i I was doing all right before i got the news you know what i'm saying but now i said man i'm i'm supposed to be doing well right now and i said i'm I'm doing worse than what i was before so it was kind of like um it was kind of one of them moments i was just like man I, i just didn't know like, like I said, the closer it got, and like when, <clears throat> when she was born, like I said I just felt like I was like, man, yeah, I gotta, I gotta get it together little by little. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, I want to know this. So, so now you know, years down the road, you know, you, now you with, you with, Bay, current Bay. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. How is that? Um. You talked about co-parenting and, um, you know, now you, you know, you're not with your, with your baby moms and now you're in this new relationship. How has mm-hmm. that been, you know, just maneuvering through, you know, you got this other relationship, um, you got your baby moms over here, you got your child in the middle of it all. Um, how has that all been, you know, with all of y'all working together? Challenging in the beginning. Um, but Ev, she like, she um, she's pretty easy to work with, you know what I'm saying? She don't she don't give me too much trouble. But at the same time, I felt like, in the like I said, like it it was like that since the beginning. Like yeah. so, me and Ev wasn't we wasn't together officially, but we was like getting there. So we all kind of like been growing. Yeah. So like in the beginning, things was kind of tight, you know, things was new to her, you know, um, being with somebody who has a child, stuff like that, that was kind of challenging for her, um, challenging on the mother seeing me with someone else. Yeah. But me, I just always felt like it's nothing I can't get through. You know what I'm saying? Like, even in those crazy times, I just felt like it'll get better at some point. You know what I'm saying? It might not be perfect. I don't think anything will ever be perfect, but it'll get to a more manageable, manageable point. And um, I feel like that's where we at now. You know, get our riffs every now and then, but nothing like how it was in the early stages. So, yeah, um, yeah, 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 you know, just trying to, but my daughter and, and, uh, and Ab, they have a great relationship. Um, yeah. And that's appreciated because you know, child is like that's like your most sacred possession. So to know that I could leave the house or I can go to work on a weekend or something like that, and I could leave my child with her, and it's no problems. You know what I'm saying? And she gonna she gonna get a she gonna get some breakfast, a teeth brush. That's a lot to say, man, because it ain't like that, and ain't guaranteed. So I appreciate you know having decent people, even with her mom. You know, like. She's not no bad mom. Like we, 
I guess God had other plans as far as us being together, but she's not no bad mother. So, you know, that's 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 what it's all about, making sure um just everything's comfortable for her, but also making sure that, you know, we're not doing nothing to kind of disrupt each other's lives, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think that's good and that's important because um the one thing that I really hate to see and I see it a lot of times, mostly with younger, you know, younger people, <clears throat> is when two people have a child together and now they're not together anymore. And one parent decides, well, if we ain't gonna be together, well, now I, I'm gonna I'm gonna withhold this child. Mm-hmm. Man, bro, I I can't tell you how many young men I deal with on the daily, you know, guys right. that I know right now that text me and be hitting me up like, man, bro, I don't know what to do, you know. Yeah. Man. Um, I went through that at brief moments. It wasn't long because like not to uh, pat myself on the back, but I was just too much of a good father. Cause it's like, I don't, if she ever calls me about something that my daughter needs, I'm not saying no. I yeah. say no to myself. Like I like, be like, oh, okay, well, I can't do what I need. Like, I just put something off that I got, but I'm gonna make sure that she gets what she needs for her. Um, but yeah, she, uh, you know, those emotions, like I said, like in those early stages, emotions got high, you know, she actually took me to court twice, but she just couldn't do it. She never could yeah. do it because it was all off emotion. It wasn't off right. of rationality. And, you know, that's the part where I kind of blame myself a little bit, even though I know that majority of things wasn't my fault, but I have to take, like, some kind of accountability is because, you know what I'm saying, like, we we move different, you know what I'm saying? Men are more logical, women are more emotional. So, you know what I'm saying? Certain things are out of their control. Women become a lot more emotional after they have a child. So mm-hmm. it uh it got got kinda of, got kinda of crazy at times. And for for the young cats out there, man, just just don't don't stop fighting. You know what I'm saying? Don't stop fighting. And if and if you gotta go through the court, put yourself on papers, you know what I'm saying? Do do what you gotta do. You know what I'm saying? So much different avenues, man. But you can't be hot-headed. You got to, like, you got to do what you got to do to see your child be in your child's life, you know. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, yeah, um, it's messed up that kids can be used as tools, you know, because fathers don't have that. that we, don't, we don't have that luxury, you know what I'm saying? Right. A father can never <laughs> take the child from the mother, you know what I mean? Like, but it's been times where it's like, okay, you upset with me so I can't see my daughter. Terrible feeling, man terrible so I yeah I, I i i feel yeah. i feel the young guys out there but it's, it's like i say, you just got to work through it though just take it take it on the chin and just realize you know that she may not be thinking right now you know just try to try to try to make things peace peaceful as possible yeah you know you can't fight fight with fight not with a child involved yeah Oh, that's real. That's super real. Hey, if y'all, anybody out there listening, man, you going through that, man, take heed. That's a free game right there. Sure. So, uh, you talked about uh, your uh, going to the military. Tell me about that experience. Um, I went into 
the military probably a year after I graduated high school. And I actually knew that I was going to go because just like the upbringing, like single parent home, it was me, my mom, my little sister. So um, everyone just thought I was going to go to college just from my academics and stuff like that. But as good as I was in school, I was just thinking elsewhere. I was thinking about like, you know, how am I going to be able to provide? And I felt like I had to step up kind of young. So I was just like, what's going to be my next move when school is out? And I was just like, you know, like everything still wasn't ideal at home. So I was like, I'm still going to have to help moms out somehow, some way. So that was um, probably the biggest reason of me joining. And um, it was a good experience. Um, from 19 to about 22, I was in there almost four years. Uh, lived in England for three years. That was a real good experience. That was, um, like I said, it just helped. And I feel like that like kind of helped me maneuver how I move now because I seen so much at a young age. So it's like a lot of stuff I was able to get out of my system. There's a lot of stuff I seen, a lot of stuff I know. So it's like I kind of like apply that stuff to my daughter, I could be like, yeah, I've been here, this place, that place, you know? She'd be yeah. like, okay, okay, yeah. she'd be understanding. So I'd be like, yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah, the military, it was, it was cool, but I knew that it wasn't gonna be for me because I'm just too much of a, um, I, got, I think I got too much of a entrepreneurial spirit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, it, and it's hard to uh, move how you wanna move when you're under that contract, you know? Yeah. So, so once I got out, it was just uh, just basically focus on on me and my goals. You know, that's real. That's real, man. So, as a father, what's one of your biggest fears? One of my biggest fears is my daughter getting pregnant as a teenager. <laughs> like for real, because man. I know me, man, and I know my partners, and I know no. my partner's partners. All right. Like, it's a, like, I remember my dad told me one time, which which he told my little sister, because I got another sister on, on my father's side. He was like, you know, I had to tell your sister one day, daddy ain't always been daddy. Like, right. <laughs> for real. So... And that's how I feel too, man. I'm like, man, you know, it's a it's a crazy world out there. And I just hope that hope that nobody overpowers my influence. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not gonna be down her throat. I, I don't be down. I'm I'm always gonna take the subtle approach and just the realistic ways to do things. But um, yeah, that is frightening to me. Yeah, so yeah. Boy, yeah, yeah. that doesn't give me anxiety thinking about it. Boy, I got two. I'm telling you, man. Yeah, you got a couple <laughs> girls, man. You know them girls. You know them kids come home, man. Them kids come with the girl, bro. So, hey, yeah, boy, yeah. Man. And see, and see, for me, <clears throat> I think the same thing about my son. You know, I think I'm gonna be really on him hard, also, because I think in in our society, I think one thing that that happens is we're so hard on our daughters. Like, yeah. Don't do this and don't do that. Keep your legs closed. Don't do this. Be all this stuff. But then it's like, on the contrary, with we tell our sons, I wouldn't say people are telling their son, man, go out here and go wild out. But it's like, 
we don't really be on their head like that. Right. And so what I think is, is like the way I look at it is, okay, if, if I'm not on my son head like I need to be, say he meet your daughter and you and you're telling your daughter what you're telling your daughter, but I'm not telling my son what I need to tell him. Now my mm. son is pressuring your daughter. Right. And right. it's like, no, I'm trying to tell my son the same thing, like, bro, listen, we ain't doing yeah. that. Like yeah. we 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 not doing that. You know, and, and and I'm gonna be on top of his head the same way because I don't want him out here, you know, pressuring someone else's daughter. Right. You know, and have somebody else about want to bust his head. Right. <laughs> you know, about right. their daughter. For real, for real. Right. So it's like, man, bro, that that right there. <laughs> yeah, and I and I feel Boy. you on the sun tip because with guys, man, it's like we get more applause for stuff that we ain't really supposed to be doing and we exactly. develop bad habits early. You know what I'm saying? Like when I was like 13, I just always wanted to have all the girls, like all, right. all of them, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like not thinking like these are people's daughters and stuff like that. I'm like, no, nah, I just want to be around all the girls, be with all the girls and stuff like that. All so, right. and it's like, Cause you usually have an older cousin or older uncle, and he's the man. Mm -hmm. He's doing everything, right. and you know, certain stuff is glamorized. You know what I'm saying? Just like the uh, the gangster stuff. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's it, it's it's just like with fatherhood, like cause the, the the part of the streets that get glamorized is the money, the cars. You know, being able to do what you want to do when you want to do it. Then you got the downside that people don't talk about as much and it's usually either death or jail or losing mm -hmm. someone close to you and stuff like that so with fatherhood it's kind of like you could be like yeah that's junior that's me and stuff like that and current like yeah he got a little girlfriend and stuff like that but the flip <laughs> is that he can do some things that can like probably stunt his growth you know what i'm saying like he can knock somebody up early and stuff like that you know and or or just make you know some type of decision that's probably not good for real you know what i'm saying so so yeah gotta gotta stay on them boys a lot more harder you know what i'm saying because like i said it's a lot a lot of stuff that was okay when we was cool is not okay it's not cool that's bro. real at yeah. all and, yeah. and and so that's one of those things that i like i try to make sure i put that out there because <clears throat> You know, now that I have daughters, you know, I have a daughter, and, two daughters and a son. Mm -hmm. It's like, I, cause I started looking at this, you know, I'm married, mm -hmm. you know, I done been married. I done been with my wife for over 10 years now. And when I, when I, when I really look at it, I'm just like, man, you know, we really used to be wilding out. Right. But a lot of times it was it was us, you know, the, the, yeah. the dudes. Yeah. Now it's like I talk to guys nowadays, you know, guys at the job and stuff, they be telling me certain things. We just be talking and they be mm. telling me about women. And I'm like, hold up, women doing stuff like that. I'm talking about the stories I hear. I'm like, yeah. man, brother, the females like the dudes now. Yeah. You know, man, yeah, bro. Very, and, very and so <laughs> and, and, and I started thinking about it and I say, man, you know what? I can't really blame them because I think what happened, you know, with this generation of young women, 
Mm-hmm. For so I think they for so long they grew up, you know, being bashed by their mothers. Their mothers telling them, "Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this." Right. And you know, like everybody always say, you know, um, mothers always. Um, what do they say? Mothers don't necessarily chastise their sons. You know, they let their sons sit up under them, but then mm. they're so hard on their daughters. Right, right. And I think now in this generation right here, man, these little girls like, man, we, 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 we not finna have that. We not gonna let y'all let the men continue to do what they do, and nobody right. say anything to them. But then when mm. you know, when, when we do it, now we hoes. Yeah. You know, and yeah. that's the logic that they're coming from. And they're like, man, you know, hey, the, the men been doing it since forever. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I think in two perspectives. I think in two yeah. perspectives. Um, I agree, man. You know, everybody has, you know, certain type of freedom and stuff like that. But it's certain double standards that are real. And to me, they are kind of necessary, you know what I'm saying? Like, <clears throat> me right now, like, if Ev was to somehow start making more money than me, cool yeah. with that. Not gonna hurt my pride. Yeah. But, but most situations like that, it usually don't work out like that. Just like, um, like I said, like a rich man can change a poor woman's life, but a rich woman wouldn't look a poor man's way. That's real, man. <clears throat> like, it's a lot of women who got their stuff together out there, but they're lonely. Yeah. They're lonely and they're hard to deal with. And I'm not saying black yeah. women. Yeah. I'm saying yeah. a lot of women. It's a lot of women that got their stuff together, got all their finances in order and stuff like that, but they, they're difficult. You know what I'm saying? No, that's so, so with your freedom, everything comes with a price. Mm-hmm. Like I like to say, freedom ain't free. You know what I'm saying? Everything comes with a price. So, because for the women... The majority of women that you might see on like an Instagram or something, yeah, a lot of them like, you know, tight clothes, half naked, stuff like that. But there are women out here who are not on that. They All might right. not get the light like that. So it's choices out here. You know All what right. I'm saying? Just like every, every, it's a lot of dog dudes out here. All probably right. more than good dudes, but it is some good dudes out here. It's just choices. You know what I'm saying? So things that's easy to attain, you know, is it, it, easy to lose, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. you just got to um, choose wisely, you know, because like I said, everybody's free to do whatever they want to do. Yeah. But got to deal with what comes with right. it. Consequences with it. That's real. Yeah, there's pros and cons and everything. That's real. Too much air kill you. Yeah, all right. For real. <laughs> For yeah. real. But see, and, and, and that's the type of stuff I think we got to really – make sure we're we're teaching our children because you know especially with our children they're growing up in this era like i'll like i'll be talking with my wife sometimes i'm like when i first met her this is 2009 bro we barely had internet on the phones bro right like I, at right. that time i don't think you could you couldn't be on a phone call and be on the internet at, at the same time in nah. 2009 um nah. i don't even think <laughs> I don't even think they had apps at that time in 2009. Nah, nah except YouTube. Except That's YouTube. That's the only thing probably. Yeah. And, and so it, it's like you fast forward 11 years, bruh, 
And then you think you fast forward another five years with my daughter, my oldest would be 12. Yours would be about 11. Mm-hmm. Bruh, imagine the world that they're going to grow up in and the exposure to all of these things that they're going to have. And it's like, man, bro, we got to be on our game because it's yeah, going to be so many things out there coming at them daily. You know, it's yeah. going to be coming so fast. And if we're not able to, uh, help them to understand the consequences behind. It's like, okay, yeah, you are free now. Yeah. You ain't got to listen to what I say, mm-hmm. but I'm telling you, you yeah. know, you can make choice A, and this mm-hmm. is what's going to come with choice A. You make yeah. choice B, this is what's going to come with choice B, and we're going to have to really break it down and continue to keep it real with them. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I always say, I can't wait until my kids, like, 12, 13, they can really fully understand me. Oh, mm-hmm. boy, I ain't holding not one thing back. It's gonna be nah. real deal yeah, that's, game. That's how I feel. I'm gonna take my um I'm gonna take my daughter when she getting her teenagers to the uh group home. Yeah. Yeah, show her how it is down there. I just want everything to be like hands-on. Like I don't want it to be like something that you can Cause that's gonna be the thing. Like they can ask Google or Siri everything right now. <laughs> so we gonna have to like, we gonna have to like take them outside sometime. You know what I'm saying? Just to show that's them, right. like this, this how it really go. You know what I mean? Cause <clears throat> that internet, man, that internet, they it, it'll trump a lot of stuff. Like I was talking to a young young partner of mine. So he like in middle school, and he was like, uh, I was asking him about like his math and stuff. He was just like, yeah, he's like, it's not that hard, man. He's like, you can go on the internet, you know, if it gets that bad. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, so you don't, you don't use the calculator or nothing? Like, I was like, the problem gets too hard. Just just go online and find the answer, huh? I remember when you had to show your work. Like, <laughs> for real, for real. <laughs> like, you had to, All like, because right. I, done, I done tried that move before. So, but now, like. <laughs> So I think that's that's how it's gonna have to be because it's like you know we're in this microwave era and everything is just happening so fast like especially like with this year it's just like so many things coming at one time you know so you just really gotta have a strong foundation a strong mind and I think just like uh <clears throat> just you gotta have a you gotta have your faith right too you know what I'm saying like you gotta you gotta understand that it's a higher power. That's real. You gotta understand like karma, like you get the energy that you put out, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. you gotta mm-hmm. learn about adversity, you know what I'm saying? Like when things don't go your way, like don't trip. You know what I'm saying? Like that's probably the worst thing that you can do is trip. You know what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. want to trip because you're upset, but that's not gonna fix your problem. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it's just like, like so much key components and just like uh integrity. A lot of this stuff, bro, I learned in the military too. And I and, and I'm and I'm spitting it right back out, but just like integrity, like doing the right thing when nobody's around. You know what I'm saying? Like <clears throat> those all that stuff is gonna be real important because like I said, like it's gonna be so much different things coming at them, like especially like even in their hands, like like now it's like I remember all right, like how old was you when your parents started letting you go to parties and stuff? See me, I was a, part, a type that I hated parties, so okay. I ain't never even. I think my first time really partying was shoot at nineteen. 
When I 19? just like, man, I'm gonna go to the club one night with my dogs. <laughs> okay. That was my first time. <laughs> okay, okay. But did you have like a little bit of freedom, like as a teen? Like did they did they let you move around a little bit, like in your like like your uh like your high school years? I think if I wanted to, she would have let me. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I feel like that ain't even really gonna be no thing too much later on. It's gonna be like, how old can you be when you get a social media? You know what I'm saying? Like that's yeah. that's what it's gonna be. Like yeah. like nah, you too you too young to have a social media. Like because yeah. <laughs> like, it's like and that be the thing. I be like man, I got a cousin, and she's my Facebook friend. She's like 12, 13, and I be thinking about all our family and stuff. I be like, man, <laughs> I be like she be seeing some stuff, man. You know what all I'm right. saying? So. So I was like, yeah, I was like, nah, my daughter, she, it, it's going to be a while before she can, right. maybe they'll have like little kitty clubs. I heard they've been coming out with like little kitty stuff for them to uh be in like little chat rooms with each other and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, they got it. Yeah. Yeah. See, see, that's, that's cool, man. Like whatever it is, keep it your age, man. Like got to separate. You can't, you don't need to be mixing with no adults until you is one. Right. So, Cause yeah. what is this stuff that we on? What? Ain't no way my daughter be asking about a Facebook and all. Girl, you not finna do that? No. I'm telling you. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. No, yeah. boy. And, and 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 I think that I ain't judging nobody. No, if parents do that, that's what they do. But it's like I don't want to send my child into that world. It's a right. that's a whole world that you sending your your child into. Exactly. If you're not careful, man, that world will consume your child. Like it consumes mm -hmm. adults. For, you know? for sure. So what what for you sure. think it's gonna do to an eight year old, man? That exactly. stuff is consuming, bro. And I don't think me personally is responsible for me to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, in, in, for, in my house, you know, anybody else's mm -hmm. house, they can do what they want. But in my house, yeah. I just don't think that's responsible of me as a parent. You know, especially with me knowing all the things that I know, you know, some people yeah. might not understand or might, you know, they might be ignorant to certain things. But yeah. for me to have the knowledge and the understanding and the wisdom that I have, mm -hmm. that's like me just telling my daughter, go to the wolves. Yeah, you know, I, I can't. go ahead, son. Because, man, it's, it's not nice. It's not a, the Internet is not a, a very friendly place at all, bro. So in time at time after time, I done seen some parent trying to discipline their child because their child was cutting up on the internet and now they on live talking about some yeah, tell everybody what you did, show everybody <laughs> what you did. <laughs> it's crazy, but it's like how she get to Facebook. All right. She like, like, come on, like, yeah, you gave her a phone to contact you, but man, like, bro, I just set up. I just set up this Nintendo Switch, man. Yeah. Put the parental thing on there quick, fast. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. that's what I'm saying. It, everything is cool till it ain't cool. You know what All I'm saying? Because right. it's, it's, it's a lot of lenient parents out there. And it's a lot of parents that just don't like to say no. And I get that, you know, because it, it is kind of hard sometimes to take it. But I feel like the older they get, that's, that's when the no's got to come a little bit more harder. Because mm -hmm. now... Now it's like the perception of them. You know what I'm saying? They might look, they might still look at you as dad and you may look at them as your child, but man, 
where I'm from, you 13 to 14, as a male, they look at you as a man. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. And, and, right. and there's some sick brothers out there who look <laughs> at girls that same age as like, you know what I'm saying, free game. You know right. what I'm saying? Like just open field. Like it's it's you might not want to hear it, but it's like you you gotta kind of point them in the right direction because it's like I said, it's it ain't it ain't all sweet out here. That's real. That's yeah. real, man. Tell me about Elite Music Group, man. Elite Music Group. Yeah. All yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's my uh that's my label. Um actually co-owned with one of my longtime friends from the military, uh K-Ron. Um we actually started out as a little crew man back when I was in the military. Um because I always liked to rap through high school and uh when I went over there with those guys, um Kay, he was the first person that took me to a studio. First person took me to a studio, recorded my first song out there, um, and just started like pushing it to the clubs and stuff. And then we just like all the guys together, we just became a little crew. We used to call ourselves TES at the beginning, like the elite of the street, because we was all from different places. You know what I'm saying? Had some homies from Virginia, had some homies from Tennessee, had some homies from Colorado, like all over. Yeah, and I just it was just like so favorable so charismatic you know what i'm saying so that's why we just felt like you know like top dogs like elite so um as time progress you know i still was doing things because that it was my dream mainly but um once we all kind of separated went our ways um i still kept things going under that name but uh a few years ago actually like you said your uh anniversary is in uh february that's actually my business anniversary too all right so, when yeah. February comes, that'll be our third year in business as a Elite Music Group LLC. And um, like I said, you know, we just we just wanted to do this thing the right way, man. Um, I said I've been involved with music for so long, but um, I feel like I got more to offer than just my talent. I feel like I gained a lot of knowledge, stuff that I wish I would have known earlier, but it's all good because. I could probably help the next upcoming person and stuff like that. And um, like my label is just big on diversity. Like it's a bunch of cats you know, that I probably could have like snatched up, put them under my imprint and stuff like that. But I don't want to do it like that because you know, my mom told me you can't make everybody dream your dream. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, so when I, I do things with this music, I, um, I try to stress to people the seriousness of how I take it, you know, because I put so much into it. So, you know, like, man, if you ain't, if you ain't finna take it this serious, then, you know, we can just rock, you know what I'm saying? Like, ain't, ain't no hard feelings, but I try not to ruin relationships that way. But, um, but so far we've been doing real good. It's been a good year for elite music group. Uh, our merch is doing well. We got the website on the elite street.com. Um, I got my artist Phil. He's from Savannah, very dope guy. Something a little bit more family friendly, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like I said, I have I have a different background, so you know, I I, I rap what I what I have lived pre- previously. But um, Phil, he's a very dope artist. Um, K, he's actually working on music as well. Um, and we're just trying to use our connections the right way because it's not just like with music with us. It's a lot of people 
they don't know how to find models for their videos. We do. It's a lot of people who are not sure who to work with when it comes to like filming or doing their video work. We do. It's a lot of people who don't know where to start with their merch. We do. So we're not just like a label. We're also like consultants. You know what I mean? Because it's a lot. It's a lot we know. And like I said to the right people, you know, don't don't mind giving that info. But that's all it is really about, man. It's like just that information and passing it on and stuff like that. But um, looking very looking forward to next year though. This this year it's been crazy, but for my company is is actually probably been the best year since we like started officially. Yeah. Crazy, right. as crazy as it is, but yeah. Yeah, sir. Hey, that's what's up, man. So, what do you think? Um, when it comes to streaming, how has that affected the music game? <clears throat> Tremendously, man. And um, I was just thinking about that earlier, bro, because I was hearing somebody saying that um, you know, like, like with the streaming industry versus like the film industry, um, well, music versus film is that they found a way to put the, the money into the artist's pockets quicker versus, um, you know, waiting on the label. But my thing with that is, is um, I came from like the underground era, like every phase that people had to go through, through rap, I went through all that. I went through battling people, like yeah. having to earn my stripes, like showing that I could keep up with folks. Yeah. I skipped past that. Like I, Used to do the burnt CDs and stuff like that. Used to rap in my homie D-Track's house, put out little blank CDs and stuff like that. But I do miss that grind, man. That um, that Master P grind, that out the trunk grind. You know what I'm saying? Like that's just like a real Southern thing. Like you know, we 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 know how to get to it, and it's like it used to be um pretty cool to be able to sell a hundred like CDs and make probably like five hundred, seven hundred dollars. But now you have to do a whole lot of streams to see some change. It's like the percentages are crazy. And it's it's baffling because Apple is worth billions. Spotify is worth billions. So I feel like now that they kinda on their feet, like they kinda need to the, the ration needs to go up yeah. a little bit more. Because people can talk that independent talk all day, but it's still somebody that's rationing you your money. And I realized how real it was because um my project that I dropped, uh, I want to say it was August, September, the P's Up project with uh, Fendi P from New Orleans. He signed the currency. Uh, man, just to show you how the devil be working sometimes, the day that it was supposed to drop, the platforms flagged me because they said that the cover was a copyright issue. So the day of, they let me know that. And I'm like, man, it's like, I don't even have enough, like it could be fixed, but it's not gonna go live today. But I have my own platform. So me just thinking, like I said, adversity moments, like I was like, man, I was like, it, it had me hot. But I was just like, man, I said, I gotta figure out how to get this music to the people. I done told them that it was dropping in the day. So I'm just like, all right, cool. So I hit Phil. Phil, and like I said, he, he's such a good asset to the team because he does so much more than music. He's like a dope graphic designer. He actually designed our whole website. So I hit him. I was like, yo, would we be able to make a media player and put it on the website so people would be able to stream it and stuff like that? 
And he was like, um, yeah, that wouldn't be no problem. Had it done like within about 30 minutes. And it was such a blessing because um, it was such a large project and I'm working with an artist that's established. And that was the only place you could hear it because the DSPs was tripping. So all the traffic had to come to my website. And like, I got a Wix app that showed the traffic on the website my, like that week of that project dropping and it only being accessible until like the problem was fixed. Man, like the traffic shot up to probably like 570%. Dang. <clears throat> which means a, a lot more subscribers to, to my website, a lot more merch that got sold, which the merch is really was helping the artists a lot more these days because like I said, like the streaming, streaming like checks probably come, they usually come quarterly or twice a year. It all depends. But usually with me, it's like, it's like quarterly. So kind of waiting on a check. But with, with the merchandise, that's physical cash. So you got to just kind of, I think the music now, and it's, don't get me wrong, it's a lot of people that's making a lot of money off the streams and whatnot. But I feel like it's more so than that. I think it's uh, the things that the music can catapult. You know what I'm saying? You see a lot of people making like different businesses like off of the music. Cause once they got that audience, you know, shoot man, if, shoot, if, all right. Like for my shirts, I deal with a vendor. So I get like said amount off of that. So like in the, in the rap game, like one of them big artists, let's say like a money bag, yo, or somebody like that. It's easy for them to have a thousand fans. Like somebody that's going to, spend on something like you know what i'm saying like when you put when you put something out they gonna they gonna buy it out you know what i'm saying because they, they support you and it's like so support can go real far you know what i'm saying follows, that's why i tell people don't stop don't get discouraged and nothing like that and, and always try to make them real life contacts because it can happen just because you're on a small scale right now like it can grow and when it does grow it can be out of this world man because you got to think like beyonce like she, whenever she drops them clothes, they sell out the same day. You better believe it. And that's all physical. You know what I'm saying? When she sell, if she go platinum in the week, she ain't getting that million dollar check that week. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. She gonna have to wait to the fiscal thing and they gonna send it to her and stuff like that. But like with the, with the merchandise, it's a whole lot different. So I think um, it's more accessible, it reaches more, it, it, like I said, it's pros and cons and everything. It, I love the accessibility of the streams. I love how you can outreach people a whole lot more because everybody's on their phone. But I feel like artists deserve a higher percentage from streaming platforms. I definitely do. I feel like the playing field be a lot more even then. I feel a lot more independent then. Because like one point in time, Jay-Z was getting like, I think like eight bucks for every album he sold. So he sell a hundred thousand, that's eight hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. You get a million streams right now, that's probably like only twelve thousand dollars. Dang. If that, and that's gotta be on certain ones, because shout out to Jay-Z, title is giving you the most money. Yeah. Spotify gotta come up off some money. Apple Music gotta come up off some money, man. We need we need a little bit more. Y'all y'all got y'all good, man. We we need ours. <laughs> so so yeah. yeah. 
you know, and just gotta gotta work your way through it. <laughs> they are eating, man, and they ain't trying to share share that plate, dog. <laughs> right, right, and then they got the podcast on there. You know yeah, what I'm all saying? Right. Eating. That's what I'm saying. Like, they it's too it's too much, man. They making it available for everybody, but they they paying pennies. That's that's kind of like how the labels was doing. But it's like it's per plays versus like that. But it's like it still don't equal out, man. Still yeah. don't. Yeah. Hey, man. If this ever reach uh, Spotify or uh, Apple, y'all come <laughs> up off that cash, man. Hey, yo. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, an extra, a extra quarter. Can we get a raise? Yeah. <laughs> get a raise, please. Oh, oh that's I've been working hard. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. We need annual yeah. raises, man. Yes. That's real, man. Hey, yeah, so sure. if you get. If you could talk with the eighteen-year-old version of Quail, what would you say to him? If you just had to give him one piece of advice, man, what would you say to that young boy? I would tell him that was a wild dude too, boy. Eighteen-year-old <laughs> me. I would tell him to apply what he listens to. Yeah. Because the 18-year-old me, he heard a lot, but he still wanted to do it his way. Mm. He just kind of wanted to put his spin on it. You know what I mean? But definitely was a smart kid. Just needed to apply a little bit more. Because a lot of people that was speaking to me, trying to put me up on certain things that I caught up on later on in life, just because I wasn't receptive enough. It didn't soak in enough. Like, I could, like, this is the first year I started investing in stocks. I know about stocks for a long time. I heard it, but I just, I never, it never affected me much. Like, I, it just wasn't, it wasn't appealing enough. Like, so I was, I was more uh, glamorized by the stuff that I saw versus what was going on behind the scenes. So, I would tell 18-year-old Quells to peep, peep behind the scenes, see how things operate, see see why things work the way they work. It's a reason why this is going like this. And this and, and trust me, there's more people involved than you think, you know. That's so That's real, man. That's good advice right there. Man, if, you, uh, if there's any young father out there listening right now, what's one piece of advice that you would give them? Stay strong. Stay strong, man. It's going to be a lot of ups and downs, man. It's going to be a lot of tests. Don't lose your cool, man. Stay, stay, just fight through it because they, they going to need you. And kids going to need you. So do, do what you got to do to stay here for them. You know, don't let your frustrations get the best of you, man. I know. I know dealing with a woman, it ain't it ain't easy, man. Trust me. Even for the dudes who got good women, who in a relationship, who 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 got their woman sleeping next to them, that ain't easy neither. You know what I'm saying? So don't 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 look for the ideal situation. Just just try to do right as possible. Just cover your end. You know what I'm saying? But but definitely stay strong, cause uh, it's it's hard for for black fathers for sure. It's harder. For black fathers, I feel like shoot, it's a, it's a lot of uh, 
other nationalities who probably go through similar things. But mm-hmm. I can't speak on something that I really didn't witness that much. But um, it's a lot of stand-up guys out here, and some of them get mistreated, like, in ways that they don't deserve. And um, you just got to stand tall, man. Can't, can't, let, can't let nobody break you down, man. Just, in, uh, just keep, keep your faith in the big man. That's real. Definitely keep your faith in God. <laughs> That's real, man. But yeah, bro. Hey, man, I appreciate you coming on, bro, and sharing that wisdom, sharing your story, man. You know, I I just pray that there's someone out there that that hears this and is helped by this because, you know, we all go through different things. You know, we all have different stories, and we all seen certain things, and you know, it's just so many of us, you know, that are living this life. You know, this we're we're part of this thing called fatherhood man and i just mm-hmm. think it's so important for us to get our stories out there man and i, I appreciate you coming on and sharing that bro yeah and i appreciate what you're doing man i i appreciate your platform i um i was doing my homework these past couple of weeks you know i've been tapping in checking out your shows um yeah it was one i really liked with this uh this OG cat that you was talking to, I think it might have been like your first episode. Okay, yeah, um, that, that's my OG for real, for real. Yeah, he was um, he was saying some real enlightening stuff, even about like marriage. I ain't married yet, but you know, yeah. contemplating. But um, just to hear the perspective <laughs> for <laughs> don't tell Nell nothing. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but um. But nah, it's it's cool, man, to hear the different perspectives from um different cats, you know what I'm saying? Cause it's like, trust me, um, I don't know it all. And I don't wanna seem like I got all together. I'm a I'm a growing process. I'm trying to get better every day, you know what I'm saying? With how I deal with things, with how um with how I can control my emotions. So so the, what you're doing right now is I think it's not just helping the people that's out there, but it's also helping the people that's that had the chance to talk to you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's nothing like it's nothing like hearing hearing it from your from a brother's mouth. You know what I'm saying? Because it's it's, rela- it's relatable. You know what I mean? Like it's way more relatable and it's way more understanding, and it just gives you a different insight on how to go about a situation that might have been, you know kind of mind-boggling to you so yeah thank you man thank you for uh having me on dad can we talk this is a very dope platform man i wish you much success i hope this reaches out because um yeah black fathers man we gotta we gotta hold it down that's real that's real man and 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 it's funny you say that because that was one of the reasons why i started it you know i was looking for a, a fatherhood podcast I wanted to, you know, just start listening and hearing. And one thing that I found, and you know, it ain't no disrespect to nobody else, man, but I found a lot of white men that were right. uh fatherhood right. podcast. I couldn't find anything from a black man's perspective. And, right. And when I say that to people, you know, and I always have to explain that to them, like that that ain't no disrespect to white dads, but I just can't relate a lot of times to what they're talking about or their perspective of fatherhood because we just live a different life. You know, we have different right. perspectives and we just come from mm-hmm. different places. 
And so I say, dang, bro, like, I can't find not one black man, like, real, you know, I want to hear some some cat cats from the hood, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we, Honestly. you know, yeah, because we all go through the same, like, I mean, they go through stuff that we go through, too. Yep. But the environment plays a lot on us, you know what I'm saying? The society that we're around, the things that we see, you know what I mean? And it's like, um, it's a lot of kids in areas, you know, like, and these kids don't ask to be here, but when you when you see how the world works and you see how um just how public how I mean public school was developed, you know, from from being in low income areas and stuff, right. and that's what's making the school look like how the school is. This is why they school look like that, and this is why our school look like this. It really make you think deeper into stuff. You know what I'm saying? To be like, you know, we really gotta we're, we're in the hole. You know what I'm saying? As a race, we're in a hole. You know what I mean? Women, black women and black men, we're in a hole. And we it's hard for us, but we we the the more we get united, the stronger we'll be. That's real. You know what I'm saying? Even if we can't get along. Like a lot of them white folk, they can't get along, but they know how to put their differences to the side. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And everything don't gotta everything don't don't gotta end with the ultimate, you know what I mean? Like for real, so yeah, the uh, the hood need this for sure. You know what I'm saying? Because there's a lot of black dads out there who who need that guidance and stuff like that. So that's real. Yeah, man. You you did you did a solid thing with this one, man. Proud of you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Appreciate that, man. But yeah, man. For all my listeners out there, man, I pray you know that um y'all continue to stay tuned. I I pray, man, that everything that's said in these podcasts that it does not fall on deaf ears you know if 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 you're if you're a father and you're having trouble with your child's mother man work that thing out bro you know if if you're if you're a father that's listening to this podcast and you're married and you're going through with your wife whatever the case may be man work that thing out man you know because I ain't just doing it just to be doing it, you know, and these fathers aren't coming on here just to be talking, you know, like this is real life stuff. So, you know, my heart goes out to every father out there, man, that's that that's really putting in the work, that's really trying. And uh I just pray, man, that whoever hears this will be blessed by this man. And um I pray you will continue to get up every day, you know, and and, and be the father that you've been called to be, man. So like I say, man, Quill, bro, I appreciate you, bro. For real, for real. Oh, um, thank you, Shaw, man. I got one more thing, though. Yeah, yeah. I got one more thing. Black women. Yeah. I need, I need y'all to understand <laughs> that that we are a target out here. You know what I'm saying? Right. We a target to our own kind. We a target to the police, and we attack. We a target to racists. Mm-hmm. So. Try to sympathize with us at times. You know what I'm saying? Because it is, we up against a lot out here. Um, there's a lot of fatherless kids out here for no reason. I have a lot of cars to pass out. I have a few homies that passed away, and um, I do things for their kids around Christmas. I drop off a little card or something. But next year, I want to do something more because I like. I'm one of the people who like to be more consistent. So um, in 2021, look out for my um, my nonprofit organization. Yeah, uh, trying to help fatherless kids. Um, 
because I know I can't do it by myself and I feel like these kids deserve a lot more than just me popping up on Christmas. But I can't do it all alone. And I know it's a lot more who out there need help. So, you know, I'll probably be reaching out to brothers like you and, and brothers I know out there, you know, who, who are willing to help, who are willing to um, stand for the cause because that's something that I really believe in. I know a lot of kids out here who had great fathers, man, and that would just happen to be in bad situations that wasn't their fault. So, you know, definitely, um, cause you know, we sympathize with y'all, you know, ain't, ain't being the black woman, that's a very hard job as well, but you know, we can, we can come together to some common ground, you know, just to keep each other straight, man. Keep each other out of harm's way. That's real. Hey man, whenever you, you, you get that going, man, let me know, bro. Like oh, yeah. it, 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 even if I could, you know, plan a weekend where we can come out that way, man. And I'm all about that. Listen, most definitely, man. I'm all most I'm about that for real. Most for definitely, real. man. I keep you tapped in, bro. And I'm gonna make sure I gotta get some of your merch. I'm gonna send you some. I'm gonna send you something too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Let me know y'all sizes or whatnot. Definitely gotta yeah. get me one. All right, oh. man. I, yeah, I got yeah. some shirts that should be coming probably the beginning of the year. Hopefully, I got a uh, order that should be done, man. So I make sure I get your size, man. I send you something up that way. All right, appreciate yeah. it, bro. Appreciate and before you leave, man, get everybody your uh your your, uh, your social media stuff too, so they can find. All you. right, um, on Facebook, I'm at I'm Quells Lawrence. Uh, I know Quells is difficult to spell. It's Q U A I L Z. Um, on Instagram, it's Q P eight four three. I'm on Twitter at Quells P Q U A I L Z P. And um, if you want to just hit me more direct, I'm on the elite street.com uh yeah 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 I'm, I'm i'm a little bit ahead there you know and worst come to worst just google me yeah too many right. quails out there <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's real man but hey man y'all know how we do it at that can't we talk man we keep it real you know we all about fatherhood we're gonna keep this thing pushing going into this new year uh i'm thinking this might be my last one for the year Hey. I think I'm going to just chill for the rest of this year, man. I, I'm out of school right now. So, man, I'm just kind of vibing, taking it easy. So, breathe, Dad, breathe. Yeah, <laughs> I need that. Yeah. For real. So, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, man, this, uh, I think this is the last episode of the year. So, until the next episode, man, y'all continue to keep it keep it pushing, man. Uh, I, I'll be posting this out there. I, I got some video clips I'll be posting up soon, man. I got to get back on the grind on that. And, uh, man, I got some good stuff coming next year. Y'all, check out the website, too, man. DadCanWeTalk.com. It's up and it's live. So, y'all, uh, everything is streaming on the website. Um, hopefully, I can start to get my merchandise on the website. That's one of my plans for next year. And, uh, yeah, man, y'all keep on. Y'all continue to stay tuned. Continue to support all the, uh, all the dads out there, man. Black women, we love y'all. But uh y'all hey women. for real y'all take it easy a little bit sometimes <laughs> just take it yeah tell me <laughs> yeah but uh yeah. yeah man we out of here man it's that can we talk we out all right peace yeah.